1: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. We talk often about sick children in hospital and where they go to be treated and have their operations and their procedures. We talk a lot about Temple Street. We talk a lot about Crumlin. And anybody who's had a child treated in either of those places knows how wonderful those hospitals are. But there's a move afoot, as it were, to get a hospital of our own here in Munster up near the CUMH, and one of the men driving that project is Dr. David Milan, who is a consultant, pediatrician, and interim clinical director for pediatrics at Cuh, and he joins me on the Opinion Line. Good morning, David. Morning, PJ. How are you? This would be something similar, wouldn't it, that we'd have our own, is it a 78-bed
0: unit? Yeah, well, well, we've always had a long-established paediatric service here in Cork. Yeah. So we've had a big department here in CUH for, for years and one in the Mercy Hospital as well. And what we're doing is we're amalgamating both of those services into a single new fit-for-purpose building on the CUH campus. So it's always been here. We've always delivered great paediatric care mm. in the region, but but the hospital, the area, the wards we're working out of are very dated and they're not really fit-for-purpose anymore. So... As you said, there' a lot of media attention about the Children's Hospital in Dublin, and and rightly so, and it's needed for the country. But the reality is that in this region, of children admitted here to Cork every day of the week, less than two percent of them actually need to go to Dublin. The vast, vast, vast majority ninety eight percent of all of their care delivered in Cork, and we see kids from all over the Munster here, not just Cork. Um, so what we 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 are striving to do, and we've been striving for ten years to do this, is to build a fit for purpose paediatric hospital on the CUH ground, replacing the old, outdated wards that we're currently working out of.
1: Now, in what way are they
0: outdated?
1: It's a few years since my children were in a children ward, thankfully. How, how are they outdated?
0: Yeah. Well, I suppose when I when I was young, I, I, I visited here. Two of my brothers were in patients here, and the original wards here were built as part of the hospital in the 1970s um we i started back here as a consultant about 13 years ago when i started back i started back in the same wards that my brothers had been in (laughs) a long time previous so i was a bit disappointed to come back to that same infrastructure since then we've built a new outpatient area and we've had to we moved out of our old wards into temporary decant areas expecting new wards and a new hospital to be delivered but that was over five years ago now that we've moved out and we're in temporary old adult wards within the hospital. You know, we're doing our best out of them, but they're not designed for to cater for the needs of children. And we have just been, the process has been delayed and very slow and very protracted to try and get the funding required to really drive this project on and build this hospital. Like, we've had drawings about what we need for the last couple of years, but we haven't really got the state capital funding mm-hmm. to move it on. But we're at a stage now where... Um, planning permission is due to be submitted before Christmas and as you said there's going to be a 78 bed hospital over 5 stories and 78 beds of single rooms and at the moment we don't have enough single rooms so yeah. it's challenging for us to manage children when you don't have single rooms so single rooms big fit for purpose rooms each room will have a sleeping area for a parent, at the moment, unfortunately, we don't have that. And parents have to sleep on chairs if they can if they can sleep at all mm. beside their child in a, so often big open wards. So single ensuite rooms, um, big fit-for-purpose rooms, comfortable space, child-friendly space. The other part of it, as you said, is operating theatres. So people mightn't realise, but in, in Cork, over 5,000 children have an operation here every year. In Dublin, it's about twenty-five thousand, but you know that's a significant number that have yeah. an operation here in Cork, and they currently have them in different hospitals in 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 adult theatres. Essentially, you know, people they they're done very well. The operations are very well. The staff are great, but you know, it's not maybe the most appropriate environment for a child to have to come into a waiting area and be beside an adult. You know, it's it's and it's not appropriate for the adults to have a child beside them either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so in this paediatric only theatre, it'd be bright, colourful child-friendly, only children inside there, and fit-for-purpose theatres so that we then can provide all of paediatric surgery on one site. And then we've right. got the right surgeons, the right anaesthetists, the right recovery, the right nurses, the right wards. Um, and it's being done well at the moment, but it's across different areas. Yeah. And we really need to make that fit for purpose.
1: What we yeah. have at the moment is it's a kind of a branch of the hospital. Hospitals.
0: Yeah. But now yeah. you want a yeah.
1: specific hospital on its own, on the CUH yes. camp, whereabouts, David? Because I, I, I'm thinking that's getting to be a very packed campus.
0: It is. It is a busy campus, but if you know the layout, it's essentially where the old pediatric wards were, which they're kind of vacant now at the moment. So there is an area there that there is space. Okay. There's a bit of a storage area behind it, so it needs a bit of work. It needs a bit of excavation. It's when you go in, you go in the front and you go downstairs to where the old children's wards were. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Essentially, it'll be in that area, ah, right. but it'll be up much higher than it was. So, um, originally, it was a single story ground floor space. We we built a new day unit and outpatient area, i say about four or five years ago, that we we're working out on now, which is great. But the wards are just. Very dated, and they're in a different areas. So we're spread out over three different areas of the hospital now at the moment, um, which makes it challenging for us as well to deliver services there. So it makes makes it much easier, and much better, and much safer for everyone if we're all in the one area. Yeah. And the other part we'll have in this one area, where, you know, it'll have dedicated outdoor space for for children. Courtyard space. We need to make nice and friendly. The other service that will so when it's when it's operational, pediatrics and mercy will close down and move up here. So we'll all be on one site, and the haematology oncology unit that is there will be part of this build as well. So that's children with cancers who have their care delivered in Cork already, which is great. Mm-hmm. So if we have a child with leukemia, let's say that we diagnose here, they might have to go to Dublin for maybe the first two weeks or so but then they get their chemotherapy and all their other therapy over a year or two delivered currently through the mercy and that then will relocate up here and those children because they're more vulnerable they'll have their own separate entrance into the building so they won't have to come through the main hospital they'll have their own dedicated entrance and they'll have again big large isolation fit for purpose rooms um because currently even the area in the mercy they're working out of people do their best but it's mm. it's cramped. It's it's not as as big as it should be. So that will be delivered as well. And the other important piece we're trying to deliver is um, radiology. So diagnostics imaging. So currently, as well, it's a, in Cuh. You know, the X-ray department is old. It's outdated. It's bursting at the seams. Um, so we're trying to get space within the building where we can put an MRI scanner just for children, mm-hmm. and again, make it friendly. It can be a bit of a daunting experience yeah. for a child to go through that. Yeah. But if it's a friendly, nice environment. We hope to deliver that. Okay. So that's where we need support for just the, what we're doing at the moment they we're trying to get a bit of awareness out there for the public. And we will need a bit of support and help with this because other building projects we've been involved in over the years, you might get capital funding for the bricks and mortar.
1: Yeah.
0: But you mightn't get it for the MRI machine or for getting your theatre the way you really want it to be. You might get the basic spec, but we need to get it the best spec we can get. See. And that's How why much, we're how asking much for could help all this cost... Dr. Mulan. Yeah, I, I've been asking that question a few times when, when we were discussing with the States, maybe a couple of years ago, initially it was approximately 65 million. This was before theatres were part of it. Now, I don't have a figure, but I'm told it might be around the 18 million mark, oh yes. um, which when you look at it, you know, we all know how much is being spent in Dublin. <laughs> The, in the NPH, you know, and not, not I, to to I, know, I was leaving like that. that one out
1: because that in itself is a whole discussion. Because I was going to say, no, no. how much would it cost, and how how long would it take to deliver it?
0: Yeah. So if you look at the the, the ambulatory care centres in Blanchardstown and in Tallaght that they've built, each of them cost over sixty million each. So from what I understand, so this project, <laughs> I would think, delivers an awful lot more for one geographical area for a fraction of the cost of what's, what's being spent in Dublin. And another thing is, it's, of course we need the Dublin service, of course we do. And we have many patients who do get care up there that we can't deliver here, and that's vital. But the vast, vast, vast majority of mm. children in the region have all their care delivered here. So they deserve the same standard of facilities and access to services as any other patient in the country. So that's what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. Would you have a time frame in mind if, if planning... Fell into place for the you. Planning. So, if the planning submission is going in for Christmas, I think planning applications already take about six months. So, then all going well. If we need to get capital funding then. So, we need state funding to be approved for next year to allow contractors to be appointed to hopefully be on site in the second half of next year. And then, depending on the planning, I think the the build itself we're told could take about four years. Mm. So I'd say best case scenario, we're looking at five years time. Right. But but time time moves along and we need to plan and we need to get it right. And uh, it's taken a long time to get to this stage. I've been involved in this project group for over 10 years and a lot of my colleagues have as well. So it's, it's frustratingly slow, but we're not giving up, and we're mm. keeping going, yeah. and we're going to get there. Which, which is a bit like any pediatric doctor I've ever spoken to.
1: You, you guys are special. You don't, you, you don't hang back. You, you stay with it for as long as it takes to, to make the child better. David, yeah. what drew you into? You're a char-level man. What drew you into pediatrics when you were doing medicine for us? What, what drew you into it?
0: To Pete, uh, I like the variety in paediatrics. Is My day it can be very, very varied. You know, I could see my first patient might be a two-day-old who's just been discharged from maternity hospital, who's got some issue, jaundice or poor feeding, whatever. And then I might have a 15-, 16-year-old who has cystic fibrosis or some other chronic, chronic condition and all types of things in between. So, you know, dealing with children of all ages, ev- everyone, everyone is different. Mm. And it's challenges and it's interesting. And you get a lot back from it. You know, uh, thankfully, the majority of children with acute illnesses turn around quickly and improve quickly. Mm. Some obviously don't. And some have chronic conditions, which can be much more challenging to deal with. But um, and children can be very, very sick very quickly. Yeah. And we see that this time of the year. A lot of lot of um, respiratory viral infections around at the moment. A lot of kids in unwell. We normally get that in the winter anyway. But we've had a lot of them, a lot more this winter. Last mm-hmm. winter, we had very few with the whole public health uh, COVID measures, so it reduced the normal viruses. But this year, we've 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 had loads of them. So those kids can get very sick very quickly. Um, and some of them do need support to get through that. But thankfully, the vast majority will also turn around quite quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's... Very rewarding, you know, and it's it's exciting and it's different, and there's certainly different challenges every single day. So yeah. it's not boring at all.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and I think any parent who's ever had uh, the need to bring a child to hospital. Uh, appreciates the work of paediatric doctors and nurses and the whole crew because
0: it's not just the doctors and nurses
1: paediatrics is a... Oh no, 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 no
0: we've had yeah, yeah no doctors, nurses we've got health and social care professionals you know occupational therapists physiotherapists speech and language therapists psychologists cleaners we've got great play specialists we've got great teachers you know all, all everyone works together the cleaners everyone and everyone's thankfully you know friendly on the ward and everywhere And we and we interact a lot with the rest of the hospital as yeah. well you know and, and everyone does their best all the time, you know, so that's... And it's just that the the, the facilities and certainly the wars that we're working out of, we need to make them better. And as the, and, the best uh, they can be. And both you and the
1: children deserve better. David, now that it's out there, yeah. if we can ever do anything here on the opinion line, you know where we are. Just let us know and, and we'll shout about it from the rooftops. Dr. David Milan, he's a consultant, a um, consultant, pediatrician and interim clinical director for pediatrics at CUH courts 96 fm